Thank you so much for tuning in and staying in the loop of time. That was the first track we heard on Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. My name is Sham, doing the tech today and also hosting the show. In fact, we will be co-hosted by another student, but who's not here in in person. But um, yeah, we will get some questions that has been sent by recorded message. In the meantime, I'm really glad to introduce uh, introduce our our artist uh, for the day, uh, Ali Saif or the Orkaman. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, what a track! What a track! Fantastic track. It's called "The Loop of Time" from your first album, "Exiled in Quarantine." Yes. Good exactly. days. <laughs> oh yeah, memorable days. <laughs> I mean, good days for practicing music, you know, because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling me earlier, indeed, like how 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 you had so much time because you couldn't perform, and a lot of musicians, indeed, had this had this issue. Exactly. Yes, and I wasn't living like in the capital uh, during the quarantine. I was mostly in the north, close to nature and jungles and the sea. So. Also, I had a lot of inspirations to write music. Right, right. Uh, just for your, for our audience, uh, you're talking about uh, Iran. Uh, yeah, I yeah. come from Iran, yeah. Tehran, the capital. Yeah. And but I also spend a lot of time in different cities like Yazd or Anzali or Nusha. All right. <laughs> yeah. You are also studying here, which is why you're on Student Radio Maastricht. Yes, uh, this is going to be my second year at iArts. Uh, I'm studying interdisciplinary arts at Institute of Art in Maastricht. Fantastic. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think the audience should also know that you don't only make music. You also do, do visual arts. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else does your study entail. Yeah, I'm actually exploring all those uh, art mediums and disciplines. But uh, yeah, I can say that nowadays I spend a lot of time working on my painting skills, uh, uh, video editing, and uh, we also have like arts and technology, you know, all, all sorts of all sorts of stuff, like uh, wood workshops. So I'm like exploring new mediums and it's really fun. And I mean, it can be challenging, of course, sometimes, but uh, I always liked a good challenge, I think. Fantastic. Yes, mixed medium is always um, always super interesting. It, it adds so many more layers. And I didn't know you did, you, you, you did so much more. I did know about your video editing because the, the, the story you posted today was also made by you with another, yeah. another artist. Yes, yes, the post is actually a summary of uh, different performances or some of the performances that I've had during uh, a decade from 2011 until 2021 and some of the videos actually I recorded them myself with our own cameras like just putting cameras around the venue and some other ones they uh, of course they had like um, people in charge of the media and the sound all right thank you so much uh, for introducing yourself uh, Ali or I should refer to you as the Orca Man (laughs) today and that was indeed a fantastic track what a beginning um, should we take a small break and listen to one more tra- uh, one more track from your first album? Mm, yeah, sure, sure. Do you want to say something about it? This one is called Board Whale at Bay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is the first single that I released under the name of the Old Command and kind of comes from the love of I a love that I have for the oceans and its creatures, but also to be a voice for the whales and the orcas that are dying out uh, during these days. And like to kind of be the voice of the old cars or the dolphins or the, all the creatures that are in captivity. And um, yeah, 
I also with the video I work with uh, nature photographer uh, which I used uh, his time lapse um, just want to thank him <clears throat> and yeah as like the whole album is like uh, different improvisations that I did without thinking or without thinking of a structure genre or anything like that so that's enough I think <laughs> <Hope you> enjoy. <laughs> fantastic all right so let's uh, let's get to it this one is called board whale at bay Thank you. 
Thank you so much for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech today. Today actually the 10th of August. We are recording this in the studios of RTV. So many thanks to RTV for letting us record and broadcast our our radio podcasts. In the studio with us today is uh the Orcaman. Thank you so much. That was the track Board Whale at Bay. I think now it's all um it's all coming together somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. I was kind of that bored whale during the quarantine. I was just feeling like beaching myself. Well, yes, yes, yes. I mean, the, we we I think we all have um, quite some strong memories uh, from the period and indeed the boredom yeah. was uh, I think one of the most common feelings i guess true true <laughs> yes but but i'm also really glad you didn't you didn't just sit around when you were bored and you made this fantastic piece of uh, piece of music for us to enjoy thanks thanks i mean that kind of was the only thing that i could do around that time. beautiful no i'm really glad you did that and um yeah uh, we we already touched upon uh yeah why you were called the the, the orcaman but i had some more questions about like how you mm-hmm. record because there's a lot of instruments here so first question is everything we hear is you that is true yes right also the um, the vocals the um the guitars yeah, yeah also the yeah. vocals everything musically uh i of course i use like vocoders and different effects on uh, the vocal lines but uh, because at, at that time i wasn't really in touch with any of my singer friends so uh, just did the vocals myself so maybe in the future that we can re-record or re-release the songs wow wow no they are they're absolutely absolutely beautiful <laughs> vocals uh. <laughs> and what 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 were your um your like inspiration because the in this album we also discussed this earlier uh when i asked you about the genre Oh, of yeah. your uh, of your tracks because there is quite a mix of of mm. different genres. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I used to struggle with that, like uh, just focusing on one genre. And a lot of labels actually do want that uh, for you to have like certain structures or uh, like follow at least like a couple of genres that are related somehow to each other. And I I I've done it in the past, but I really didn't want to do it for my solo project so I um I didn't really think about the genre it was just the mood that I had and I personally listen to a lot of genres and a lot of music from different eras so uh, I really get inspired by all of them it's it's kind of hard for me to produce music just in one genre Did you did you study music like did you go to music school I always wanted to go to study music somewhere but on in Iran it was only either traditional music and classical music which uh as i mentioned before it's hard for me to just concentrate on one of them and not like not really my favorite of course i do like folk music or um even folk music from different cultures but this is not something that i would love to do like study uh, traditional persian music uh, for some years and get a degree and uh, I always wanted to explore and experiment with uh, electronic with mm, with frequencies and the sound itself was really interesting to me Absolutely and I'm really glad you did that because it also at least in my opinion gives a very unique um, unique flavor mm-hmm. and yeah I I I personally like that your album is is quite mixed um it's um I don't know it just keeps it incre- uh, interesting 
Thanks. I think yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you um, do you want to introduce the next song because you were slightly touching upon the topic of um, of learning, let's say, traditional music in Iran? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, about this situation in Iran is. Um, yeah, I always worked as an underground musician because I could. You have to get a permission from the Ministry of Culture if you want to perform music and rock and metal music mostly are considered satanic music so no one would give you permission to play something like that and i also worked with a lot of female vocalists uh, and performing with them was also absolutely forbidden and uh, it could put us all in jail uh, but that didn't stop us from doing it of course uh, it was always uh, with a lot of stress and excitement at the same time <laughs> Wow, it's it's hard to imagine like these these nuances uh, with music and culture, and it's quite a clash sometimes. And yeah, I mean, it also kind of explains that you do eye art, which are you know also exploring different medium. So like, um, yeah, it, I think it's it's in line with your your music and personality. So I think it's a good a good match. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the freedom that I have at eye arts and that I can explore different mediums and have different mentors and teachers that have experience in different mediums which I think is really important and um, um, like I can combine the visual parts of my uh, art and the like the audio parts at the same time and come up with something new uh, which is amazing I think cool the the next track is called Iranian Psycho <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's actually the idea of the track came to me when, of course, it it talks about an incident um, where a father killed his own son, and he, the son that was killed was a famous actor and director. Um, his name was Bob Akhoramdin, and um, I don't know what exactly went, like in that family. But um, the father was like, yeah, I'm happy that I did it because he wasn't listening to what I was saying and he was like, you know, the art people, you know, <laughs> and the traditional uh, Persian families usually don't approve that. And uh, yeah, at one time they decide to like, poison him and get rid of him. Whoa. And uh, even when he got arrested, the father got arrested, he wasn't really... Uh, sad or anything he was happy with what he did and uh, I l watched some of his works like theaters in the past and when I listened to the interview and his situation I really got sad and of course my friend Ashkan he um, came up with a cool cover art for f for the incident and I just turned to a song in my own way Thank you. 
Thank you so much for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. What you heard there was the track Iranian Psycho and based on a true story. Thank you very much, uh, the Orca Man, for bringing us this quite intense music with a equally intense story. So, yeah, very apt title. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, it, it's kind of sad. I um, don't really want to talk about it more, but I was really... Um, like influenced by that incident. Right. And now 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 that we are we are digging really deep into this into this topic of cultural intersection with music and well your life as a musician <coughs> um we have some questions from uh, from Marisa who was so kind to to send us via via audio message. Awesome. So uh, let's take a listen. Hey, my name is Marisa and I'm studying arts and culture at the moment and I'm going to start my media studies very soon, my media master. And I grew up in Belgium, really not far from Maastricht. So I was already kind of familiar with the area before coming here. And I have some questions for you. So um, I've actually met you uh, before, so on Tuesday actually. And this is now first day when this is getting recorded. And you have told me um, that you have lived in Dubai or at least you've been there, traveling there or something. I don't exactly remember, but I wanted to ask you um, about that since I've actually heard that Dubai is kind of uh, shallow and some people even say that it's pretty racist. And I've never been to Dubai, but I just think that that's kind of fascinating if, if it's true, because of course Dubai has this glamorized, you know, um, how do you say that? Like when people think about Dubai, they think about this rich place and I don't know, um, this kind of environment. Yeah, actually, I, I was in Dubai like a couple of times, but for a short period of time just to perform in some festivals and that. And um, I personally found it hard uh, to live in Dubai uh, for many reasons. I mean, uh, when we talk about performing in Dubai, the, the first thing that I remember was that uh, we were doing the sound check and it, it was not going as planned uh, with the schedule. Suddenly, the 
was the azan time the azan uh, the mosque started playing the azan and suddenly everyone in the venue went crazy like stop the music stop the music and then we stopped the sound check for like 20 minutes or something and uh, when the azan was over we could begin again but we didn't really have didn't enough time to do the sound check uh, that was the first thing that uh, was kind of weird <laughs> and uh, yeah and when we were performing during the festival uh, i think it was around 1 2 a.m or something suddenly there were guards coming to the venue with guns like to stop the music and the performance and i was like oh holy shit <laughs> we're gonna get caught in dubai but yeah uh, and then in the middle of the one of the band's performance they like turned off the mixer so oh well, they didn't really need the guns yeah <laughs> exactly luckily. but uh no it's quite scary it is and but yeah you know um i also found it kind of hard and i had some talks with some people that were working in in dubai and they weren't really happy kind of they were kind of stuck in the city they didn't have uh, enough money to make the life that they want to have the life that they kind of predicted and uh, they were also kind of stuck with the work situation and the work contracts and stuff like that which was very sad oh yeah i've had experience in dubai for like yeah. i don't know like uh, 11 hours <laughs> that, <laughs> that was plenty and like like uh, like marisa said um yeah, it is. It is very superficial indeed. That's also what I experienced. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you can find beauties in the city and like stuff that you can do and will be really fun. But I personally would say just eleven hours or <laughs> one or two days would be enough. It's, it's plenty. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Some more questions from Marisa. And then. The other thing that I wanted to ask about being in Dubai is that apparently you can't say everything about it when you're there. Um, I've watched some YouTube videos or something of people living there. Um, as I said, I don't really have any idea about it myself. I don't know anyone personally that has been there or I have never been there myself. Uh, but I, yeah, I heard that you can also not say everything about the government that you want, especially if it's like a critical thing that you would have to say. And so, so yeah, I wanted to ask, how does that kind of um, change maybe your artistic output, if at all? So, yeah, what do you usually think is important with music or what do you want to convey? Do you also want to be critical of some governments or um, other political things maybe? And then, yeah, how did that affect you there? That is an interesting point, actually, because um, I can say that it's kind of the ideology of the system and the way they run the government are kind of the same in Iran. And um, when I was also talking with some musicians from Kuwait uh, and also Iraq during the festival, they were also uh, telling me stories about um, problems that they had with the authorities about performing music. Uh, especially when it comes to rock and metal. And I think it's just sad because a lot of uh, young and young people are interested in those genres and they really want to experience and explore. 
and express their own artistic uh, way of approach, you know. And um, one other thing that, uh, oh, sorry, one other thing that made me really sad was that you cannot say anything about like criticizing the religion, criticizing the government, or well, kind of if you do that and. Definitely, you're going to be in trouble. So, um, but it's kind of like that, at least in most of the places in Middle East. The the way politics uh, is intertwined with our lives, uh, you cannot deny it, and you cannot just uh, take it out of the equation. Of course, uh, um, we were critical when we were doing our metal and rock shows and everything, and by performing underground, we were kind of putting out that message that we don't care about the rules and the regulations we do what we like to do and we care about the freedom of speech and just expressing our music is uh, i think the uh the most normal thing to do in a society but yeah I, it also kind of shaped my personality to be critical when i can and uh, to have discussions about it at least with the people that are in charge or because they would also they would come to our performances to cancel our shows the last minute or our drummer got caught and we always had like stuff with the police and in Iran but also in Dubai and also in Istanbul <laughs> in Turkey but it was way better in Istanbul so um i always try to tell that story to the world to the other musicians and be the voice of the musicians that I met in the Middle East and my country. And I also know that you are from Iran. And of course, there has also been some tragic things happening there recently. So I was, of course, also curious if your time in Iran in the um, musical underground scene there, how is that? How does it feel to be there and know what's going on and things like this? How does it impact you? and? kind of the same thing as in Dubai. I, I think that you probably cannot say anything that you want or I mean, maybe you would be targeted or something. Um, so yeah, again, how did that impact you maybe as a person too and also as a musician as and as an artist? Uh, yeah, because we have kind of have the same prohibitions in Iran and in Dubai and in some other countries in the Middle East. And uh, I always found it hard to express my feelings about or my attitude to, towards life because of the strict rules of the government. Uh, if you even tweet something, like a sentence about the prophet or something like that, they're going to be at your doors by the night and they will, they're going to arrest you. And this is what they do. Uh, but as a musician, it kind of, you know, it because they always wanted to force the religion and in, into the brain and and uh, maybe it works to some extent when you are a kid or in high school or preschool stuff like that but when you become familiar with your surroundings and your environment and when you talk to people and you see other people in different parts of the world then you cannot really accept that ideology and you see that there's more to life in just but just religions and uh, being always uh, like positive about the religion and uh, respecting everything that the authorities want and 
for example, in my country, most of the times it's not about the religion. They like the authorities. They do exactly as opposite uh, the way that the religion says, and uh, they always go get away with it. But whenever they want to have their own narration of the religion, just to bring upon something on the society, or just restrict women, for example, uh, and not recognizing their freedom of choice in wearing a hijab or not. I mean, that's that's very basic, and they don't respect that. Like, with a government that doesn't re- respect something like that, you cannot argue and you cannot like go anywhere. That's why I never, I mean, I tried once when I was a teenager, but then then I never tried to get a permission for my live shows and stuff like that. Right, eh? and this is also, we are also recording this, and it will be broadcasted around the anniversary of uh, Masha Amini's unfortunate incident. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, it's going to be a year soon. And um, I remember that I was new to the Netherlands, and it happened, and... I was so nervous and crazy because the internet was shut down and I couldn't talk to my family, my friends. Some of them got arrested. A few of, uh, like, few of them spent time in jail, and we lost so many beautiful souls, so many young souls that they they couldn't live the life ahead of them. Yeah. Aside from that, I also heard that you you have been traveling quite a lot, or also living in different places. Again. I'm sorry if if that's maybe not correct anymore. I just remember that we were talking and you said something uh, around those lines. So I also wanted to ask you if you've been to other musical underground cultures in other countries and involved in that, if you would have like any way to kind of compare them or is it completely different? How do you even get into this culture usually? I'm always interested about the underground scene whenever I, wherever I go and. Of course, you remember it very well, Artai. I've been to Sweden, Finland, Turkey, UAE, and now the Netherlands. And um, I also found my beautiful community in the underground scene of uh, the Netherlands, which is, of course, the LBB, which I always love to spend time there. And I met like a lot of cool people. And yeah, I really hope that I can perform there in the future. And I think. Uh, it's it's very important to have communities like this um, where you can express yourself freely, where you have the safe space with like-minded people and there's no one to bother you. You can just be yourself and enjoy the music. I'm glad you mentioned LVB because that's indeed where I, I met you and where also Marisa got a chance to, to catch up with you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the importance of places like that unfortunately are i think very very underrated yeah yeah exactly and and the type of art that you see in those places um are very different in comparison with the mainstream fellow of the society or the or art that you usually see in museums or galleries or places like that I remember even in Istanbul, I was looking for some underground raves and I went to a private one. But it's very fun, very awesome musicians. And because I find it kind of hard to find the music that I love in like common clubs or venues that you can go. But always in the underground, you can find a unique, fresh music. <laughs> I think I think that's the key word there, fresh. <laughs> yeah. 
something uh, we also like a lot on student radio. And if you stay tuned in, there will be something very fresh coming up uh, later in the show. And then as my final question, I wanted to ask you, what's the best way to support artists like you? Maybe artists that are also from an underground uh, environment. Um, how do people kind of, yeah, find these kinds of artists or what is the best to support you? Yeah, it's it's always hard with with the censorship and all those restrictions in Iran to send our voice and find our audience. Musicians like me in the underground, they struggle a lot with that. Uh, but I think the first important thing can be uh, like to get some information about how it goes in those countries with an ideology like that. Like you see it's forbidden on the national television to show instruments. So they never show any kind of instrument on the national TV. Oh, sorry. Could you repeat that? Yeah. You mean musical instruments? Yeah, yeah. You cannot show musical instruments? No. I I, I don't know why. Don't ask me. But, okay. Uh, it's forbidden. Uh, I mean, like also something else. Uh, like it was recently like a TED talk in Iran, which was not related to the national television or something like that. And the guest on the talk was an Iranian musician, and he couldn't take his instrument on the stage, and he <laughs> couldn't perform. I, I I'm baffled. And why? Or I, like even in the concerts, sometimes they don't let uh, female, for example, piano players to play. Huh. Let alone singing and stuff like that. So yeah, so now like with with knowing knowing that, you know how hard it can be for a female musician to release a song or an album or like to have performances. And so when you know that, uh, you know how hard it can be, then uh, you can find them on social media. Like Instagram is really popular in Iran. You can find a lot of musicians there. And I think by just being on a podcast and a radio like this, I think it's very nice. And of course, it's a pleasure for me that I can share my story with you and your audience. Uh, that that gives me a lot of energy to carry on and uh, continue with my musical journey in the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't know how you can compare that to the underground scene here. There is an underground scene pretty much everywhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess in this, this, you need a place to, to start something new that is not mainstream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, of course, we see more freedom uh, in Europe. Um, but still, the underground scene exists to fight the restrictions. And I don't know why, but it's still I see even governments in the Europe, they, are, they don't get along well with the communities. And the, uh, in the Netherlands, I heard that there are a lot of rules too, like that it may, will make it really hard to form a community or LBB face a lot of problems. Um, and I just don't understand why they have to kill this energy. Talking about performances, <laughs> um, you did come with some, some goodies in your back today. <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, uh, 
yeah like a small setup for today but a very handy one since i'm traveling a lot it's pretty useful to have this setup that i can take with me and um, yeah i'm going to like uh, play and improvise on a couple of tracks that i recently wrote um yeah cool thank you so much thanks for having me
right. Thank you so much. That was absolutely fascinating. Thank you. That was a live performance, by the way, by the Orca Man. Thank you so much for coming by into the RTV Mastech Studios today. And yeah, we were we were listening to some of your tracks earlier and quite some intense stories uh, behind those tracks. And now this, this was um, some next level uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I thought maybe to change the change the mood a little bit after all those intense stories. Yes. yes. Just for our audience listening to on the on the radio uh, yeah. in September, uh, could you please explain w- what kind of instruments have you got here on the table? I can see a bunch of cables mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I I can only see them as black boxes with with keys on it. <laughs> yeah, uh I haven't brought everything, but I today I have my microcorg synthesizer with its built-in vocoder uh also the digitact which is always with me when i travel it's a sampler drum machine midi controller everything actually and it's sending signal to the ableton live um also have my push 2 with me where with the push i edit the clips sequences uh, i change the parameters the effects on each track also i do the live looping uh, with the push too all right and this is what you use for your live performance as well yeah this is like the small setup that i use for the live performance um but of course i'm all still working on these two tracks that i'm playing today All right when you, and also when you collaborate with other musicians and artists you you use these these are, these are your uh, tools of the trade uh yeah of course i i i have some more at home like <laughs> more synthesizers and guitars and some per- persian traditional instruments electro bagnama i don't know uh but yeah mainly this is what i record with and when when we collaborate or when we jam with other musicians when they're at my place Uh, yeah we do the live looping and um, improvisations and all of that stuff with these machines all right fantastic and you said um there was another piece that you wanted to uh to perform yes there's another n- new one also i i think it's a good one to finish the talk as this upbeat vibe with it fantastic so hope you like it Thank you. 
All right, thank you so much for staying tuned in. That was some amazing tunes right from here in the studios of RTV Maastricht, made in Maastricht on the 10th of August this year. It can't be more fresh. Thank you so much. Thanks thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And again, quite a quite a different quite a different tune, quite a different rhythm. It's a nice change. It's very uh-huh. um very positive. Thanks. Yeah, I think kind of the mood my mood changed after I came to Maastricht. Yeah. Um, happier a bit. Um, more in peace, I can say. But also influenced by a lot of techno events and musicians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is, of course, becoming uh, quite big now. I mean, techno is a genre which we would like to discuss on its own one day. Right. <laughs> it's huge. It's such a big genre. Indeed. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, once again, I, I cannot insist that, uh, that t- say that enough. Um, but before we go, I mean, like we promised to our audience, this is part of our fresh material. At Student Radio Master, quite an, quite an exclusive performance. Thank you so much once again. And um, I want to ask you a few questions before before we conclude this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions I had was, was where do you record? Where do you record your, mm. your albums, your songs? Mm. Yeah, I used to have my own home studio back in Iran. Um where we used to record most of the stuff there. But I, I would also go to some different studios for recording string sections and some um, vocal recordings, but usually at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And you, you would seek out studios specifically for specific instruments? Yeah, I, uh, because <clears throat> uh, I need to have the suitable acoustic environment to record and the highest quality that I can get. So um, my own studio wasn't really something standard. Um, so I had to go, yeah. Yeah, fair. All right. And this was back in uh, back in Iran? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, but um, you're, you're in the right place here in Maastricht because the studios of RTV Maastricht is also located in Banka Studios where in a building which has approximately four or five studios. I think you're quite familiar with this place. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to be here and was here like a couple of times um, for the exhibitions, um, some events, and I really love the place. And it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad you're here. I mean, this place came back to life uh, only only a year or so ago. Ah. Yeah, and um, I think I think it's being used for uh, for what it was built for, um, mm-hmm. yeah, exclusively as recording and broadcasting studios. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what are your what are your next steps? Do you plan any any shows, performance? <laughs> I mean, we had a we had a we had quite a teaser now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's about time. It's it's been a year that I'm that I've been in the Netherlands, and I really like to perform now. And I do really hope that I can perform at LBB. I uh, haven't talked to them; just an idea. But I'm preparing a set, an electronic set, something like this that you heard. Uh, I will try to be more specific about the genre of this set, uh, but definitely a combination of ambient, techno, and electronic. And um, but I'm also like very happy to work with different artists now. Like um, I've composed some songs um, or sound designs for theater performances, for short movies. Um, prepare some projects for some amazing vocalists in the Netherlands and um, can't wait for the future yeah 
Neither can we. I think after we heard this, um, uh, I will definitely be there when you when you have a show at at the Lambo Belong. Uh, also, right. one of my favorite venues, um, mainly because I can I, I can really meet and chat to the artist, uh, which mm. is not that feasible in let's say a typical venue um, at Banka maybe. Um, oh, is it possible to do it at Banka also to have live performances or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. It is. It is definitely possible. Um, nice. Yeah. So yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. And can you please give a shout out about your social media platforms when people want to find you as well? Oh, cool. That that's very kind of you, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram with the name the old command. There is a dot between the de and the old command, and then you can. Also, find my link tree on the Instagram bio. And of course, you can search for it. Um, that will take you to somehow all of my works, interviews, um, collaborations, and future plans, yes. Fantastic. All right. Um, before we go, I think we want, we want to leave the audience uh, with, as we promised, uh, another very fresh track <laughs> from your upcoming album, which has not yet been released. Yes, I'm really happy to play something from that album. I used this track a couple of times during this year for our short movie project um, and uh, for some exhibitions that we had at the university. And... Um, yeah, I I th- I don't know where I can release the second album. It's not done yet, but um, I'm pretty excited about it because I wrote the music in Sweden and in the Netherlands, and um, I really hope that I can do something with this second album. And I'm kind of taking things more seriously now and concentrating mostly on my own projects. And yeah, I, I hope that I can have a proper release session for that <laughs> all right yeah for sure i'm also definitely looking forward and if if if, if you want i mean student radio Maastricht will be more oh. than happy to, to to promote the release of your second album amazing and, uh, i would yeah. love to that's very kind of you yeah of course yes 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 i'm also very much looking forward to it that this 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 particular track um is funky <laughs> <laughs> yeah going to the going back to the roots I always enjoy listening to funk music and like recently I try to combine it with uh, my electronic approach, maybe add a bit of rock elements and ambient elements to it, I don't know. But yeah, it's called Lash Funk and Lash in our language is when you just (laughs) lie down like a couch potato and you don't feel like doing anything but uh, you're grooving and in your mind there's stuff happening oh now we know so let's <laughs> yeah. uh, let's funk it up thank you so much uh, the orca man thank you thank you so much for having me Sham it's a pleasure and hope you like the next track bye bye ciao